Hi, Wine Delusters, and today I'm speaking with sommelier Frederic Rambo. Welcome to the Wine Delusters podcast. My name is Janine, and I run a wine events business in Canberra, Australia. In this season, I'm talking to 12 specialists from the wine industry and the travel industry and asking the hard-hitting questions we all want to know leading up to Christmas on what to serve, what to buy, and where to go on holidays. So pour yourself a glass and let's get exploring. Freddie is a French sommelier and she's worked all over the world in hospitality and now lives in Canberra. She's a wine educator teaching the Wine and Spirits Education Trust Level 1 and 2 certificates. She's worked at some of the top restaurants in Canberra and is now a wine merchant at Dan Murphy's. This is a new role at selected stores around the country, so keep an eye out if you have one in your local. I loved visiting wine regions in France and enjoy French wine. So I found it so interesting talking to Freddie and she has some authentic French cuisine suggestions for Christmas that has definitely inspired me. Welcome, Freddie Rambo. Hey, Freddie. Welcome to the Wine Delust podcast. So can you tell us how you got into wine and how you ended up in Australia? Okay. So wine uh, from my dad. Uh, when, uh, from, from a small age, um, my dad loved food, loved wine. He's always been part of his uh, passion. So uh, weekends we will go to wine show, wine cellar. But in France, we don't have as much uh, cellar though as you have like in Australia. So you have to make a booking, you have to go. So that's what we used to do. Um, and we move a lot in France, about like 15 times. So in every region, it's always wine to try. So my dad will take me and uh, with my mom, of course. And uh, yeah, this is how everything starts. And um, yeah, it's a passion since a, since very young age. I used to, um, when my parents have friends, I used to go around with my little note and taking order and things like this. So. <laughs> Um, I always wanted to do hospitality, as always. I think it was in my blood. And uh, and the wine come a little bit later, obviously. <laughs> but um, working in restaurant, hospitality, I started to travel when I was 23. I left France pretty much when I was 23. I moved to Mexico, oh, wow. Scotland, Canada, um, Italy, Spain, a few different countries. And... Um, I realized that the wine industry was very, I don't know, it was this relationship with the chefs as well. And I always like food and wine pairing. They always something interests me. So I find it that on the management side, you didn't really have this relationship. But as a sommelier, you were closer to the creativity, I guess, yes. of the chefs. So that was the part I really interested in. And so did you then do some study to... Yeah, so you start to buy books, and uh, my first book was the Bible book, and the Bible, the wine, Bible wine, or something like this. And, um, I, I, you know, when you work in restaurant, you have to know your product. So from the beginning, you know, you do that catering school as well. That's what I did, hospitality school for three years. Um, and, um, yeah, and wine always, learning, uh, cocktails as well, food. And, um, yeah, and when I moved to Australia, so I arrived in Australia 15 years ago, uh, because when I work in Canada, we have friends who were Australian. He married my friend, French, my French friends, and um, they said, oh, come to visit us. And I said, oh, okay, I'm turning 30. After 30, you don't get any more um, 
working holiday visa. Yes. <laughs> so I said, okay, it's time to do it. Let's do it. And um, we um, arrived in Canberra first. Oh, yeah, that's unusual. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay for like two months and moved to Sydney. Work for a key restaurant. My husband was at Otto. Um, Fantastic. Um, different experience over there. And we moved to Tasmania. Um, work for Joseph Cormier Wine for oh. about four years and moved to Canberra five years ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing experience in Australia. That's yeah, fantastic. it's really good. Really different car, different style, different city, but everywhere we always meet amazing people. So we have fabulous friends everywhere. So that's good. Yeah. And, and you're happy in Canberra at the moment? Yeah, I love Canberra. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people is like, why Canberra? And um, I think a lot of people don't realize all the advantage you have in Canberra. Um, not only in the traffic, but it's a lot of things. Uh, especially the food and wine is booming at the moment. There's a lot of new chefs, new restaurants. The winery are half an hour from you. Yes. So I think, um, yeah, it, and it's always something. Like I was on the market yesterday and you buy your food. It feels a little bit like Europe uh, in one stage. So I think, yeah. Uh, a lot of people need to understand Canberra. Yeah, I think it's come it. a, a yeah. very much blossomed in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, now, you've got a new position as the wine merchant at one of the Dan Murphy stores. And this is a fairly sort of new position that they've started. Yep. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so, wine merchant at Dan Murphy was around two years ago. That's when uh, they really start to have uh, this position. So, it's around 60 of us in uh, all Australia and um, they really focus on people who have a lot of passion. We're all very passionate. We all have a little bit of education, uh, like so WACT, some are diploma. We even have a master of wine now, so mm -hmm. which is quite impressive. Yes. Um, but I think the main thing for Wine Mission is really to sharing passion uh, with our customer, but also with the team. Um, so there's a lot of education program inside. Uh, one big thing we need to tell about Dan Murphy is we are not with Woolworth anymore. So I think uh, having a little bit more freedom, the, the mentality changed a lot. Uh, you can feel it in the stores. There is um, a different selection of products. Um, we have a little bit of secret list. So each one merchant can really bring his own personality into it. Yeah, it's just uh, a very cool job, actually, uh, being on the floor, helping people and make them to choose the wine to to go with the perfect um, time. You know, we have people who come to buy presents, people who want to have uh, going for barbecue. They don't know what to buy. They want to try new things. Yeah, it's good fun. Because I think that's um, one of the things that I often hear when I talk to people is, that it can be quite overwhelming going to one of the a big stores yeah. such as Dan Murphy's and there's so many labels, what to choose. Yeah. So you're there to help people guide them through to find something that they would really like and maybe something a little bit different. To what yeah, they yeah, have. exactly. So you always have your classic brand and after you have some different things and uh, obviously with a French accent, uh, I always ask if they want to try a French wine and uh, people are usually quite open to it. So it's quite nice to share that with them. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot of product, of course, and uh, it's always something new, but that's her. It's her job to make sure people are happy and they find what they're looking for. That's that's the most important things. Oh, well, you sound very well suited to that. <laughs> <laughs>
Can you tell me what, when you were a sommelier in that, what do you think is one of the most important things that people can learn about wines? You know, it's always hard to really express what, what you like when you don't know. And uh, one thing I learned with WSCT, and that was a big thing, is to use the right vocabulary. Yes. So something that we all understand. So uh, if when I describe a wine or when I ask something about customer, I always ask a lot of questions. What kind of wine you're looking for? What do you like? Because it's very hard. You say, oh, I like I like this wine. And um, I want to try something similar. But... And if they don't express exactly what well, it is our job to find that. And even as a sommelier, when I was in a restaurant, our job is to yeah make me you make you you try something different, but also to understand what you like. Yes, not Be- too different. Exactly. Yeah. Or if or we can ask you said, yeah. would you like to try something yeah. completely different? But you um you have to really understand, and that's that's the what I always try to do. Ask a lot of questions and try to find uh, the wine that would be the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great. That sounds but, great. But yeah, vocabulary is one thing to... Uh, because some people would say, oh, I don't like fruity wine, I don't like sweet wine. And that's where we try to explain that fruitiness and sweetness are two, totally two different things. Yes. Um, so some people would like more the zesty citrusy. So lemon is something they would understand. Uh, if you talk about passion fruit, if you talk about peach, uh, that's the term that people will understand. So that's one thing I learned with WSCT and it's give me a great tool uh, to ask the right question. Yes, I think that's really important. All right, Freddie, I'm going to ask you the big question yes. for the day now. Yes, yes. <laughs> what is the big question? <laughs> There's four of them. Okay. So Christmas Day, yeah. what's a wine and a dish that we would find on your table? All right, Christmas Day. So... It's more the 25th we're talking about, or... Oh, so, because you're um, from Europe, you're yes, French. Yes, from France, you, you, yeah. Um celebrate it on the night before yes exactly so far as the 24th yes the Christmas that's fine. Eve is your usually big, your big um yes. celebration yes, yes usually um yeah this is really when we do the thing so champagne of course <laughs> that would be the things um my grandfather was from burgundy so in burgundy the tradition is to have the gougere which is like uh, the cheesy shoe pastry yes. with champagne so obviously my dad make them. I try to make as good as him, but I'm not so tired. So how do you make them? Because I have read that this is a perfect recipe for champagne. It's, it's just like a shoe pastry. And you make your shoe pastry and you add a little bit of cheese. So to be perfect with your champagne, you need to have like a nice Conte or an edge Conte or not any kind of cheese. Like yeah. you can't play with the pizza, perfect yeah. cheese. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have like a yeah, Conte or a Gruyere or this kind of cheese yeah. because they have the saltiness that you need to go with your champagne. So that's pretty much why you have that. So that's one thing. Is that hard to make though? Because they're little balls, aren't they? It's, it's not very hard. It's more like when you make the shoe pastry, oh, this is when you have to work. do your workout. Yeah. Um, but that's really good because you need to spend the uh, calorie before you eat them. <laughs> so that's that's good. Right. Yes. But um, after that, no, it's not. It's um, just uh, make sure you never you don't open your oven during the cooking and that's it. Um, the second thing is um, for me, I always ask my dad, because usually they come for Christmas, uh, since my son's born, uh, they always come for Christmas, and it's a fish terrine, so it's like a, it's like a fish mousse, and in the middle you put a little bit of lobster, oh. and, um, and you slice, so it's cold, 
so you can make it a little bit the day before, which is actually made better. Mm -hmm. And you serve with like, um, it's almost like a, a, a mayonnaise with egg white and some uh, herbs inside, like tarragon and things like yeah. this. And I just love it. So last year, unfortunately, couldn't have my parents. So, yes. but my husband made it for me. So that was very nice. But I just love it. I don't know. I can't explain. It's something I really ask him every year. And I said, I know it's boring, Dad, but that's what I would love. And um, tradition. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, with that. I don't know. I just love it. And uh, usually we move to um, Burgundy, and we have with some Chablis. Yeah. What sort of fish is in that, do you know? So you use like almost like monkfish or uh, something like, yeah, yeah, something firm and uh, something who's not going to move too much. Um, you can do with salmon as well if you want. You can mix, you can do the two. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the really big things. The rest after depends. Every year is a bit different. Sometimes we do duck, sometimes... Sometimes we eat too much that we can't anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we finish with uh, the bush, of course, the bush de Noël, you know, it's uh, quite traditional. And um, Can you explain you that if we, if we don't know what the, the bush... Yes, yeah, so it's pretty much like a, it's like a sponge cake, but uh, you have different flavor. Um, traditionally, it's make like a cream butter and you roll it. And you decorate, it looks like, like a, a log. Like, yes, yeah. exactly. And you put little uh, mushrooms, like a meringue mushrooms. And uh, when you kiss the parents, we put like a Christmas Santa and uh, a <laughs> little shit. Yeah, so it's quite nice. Usually you have different flavor. And every year, it's a massive thing in France. So every big pastry chef will have a new recipe, new things every year. So yeah. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I'm going to be checking out some French recipes this year. <laughs> it's inspired me. <laughs> now, do you have a go-to wine gift for your wine-loving friends and family? I love glassware. I think glassware for wine is something very important. It makes a huge difference. And I know my husband was a bit like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 seriously, it works. So we did with a riddle. Mm -hmm. About five years ago, we did a testing and we test the same wine in different glassware, oh, nice. different shape, different style, and you can really definitely test the difference. And it was very obvious. You couldn't just pass it. Wow. So I like that when I have friends and I know they like their wine and sometimes, uh, you know, I think it's a nice... Uh, it's a nice thing and something they will remember you every time they have a glass of wine. Yes, very true, very true. I think it's something like this. Um, experience as well, like going to a winery. If you felt like we did for our parents a few years ago and we um, organized a weekend for them in, uh, I think we did in close to Sala. So it was more like a truffle foie gras oh, uh, weekends, but they could do some... Um, cognac testing as well on the area so yeah things like this yeah. i think people uh, will appreciate that oh, yeah that sounds great yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one now it's very hard always choosing favorite wine regions but do you have a favorite or have you had a good experience at one in australia that you'd like to share well, we have one here, no? Yes. <laughs> we're surrounded by one here, that's we, right. <laughs> I think we ha we are, we're very lucky here. 30 minutes and you are in Murren Batman and you can go to Eden Road, uh, Elm. Um, where else do we go? We can go Lake George, uh, Lerida. Um, I think, yeah, we're very spoiled here. 
Um, I think what I really like about Canberra is so different style of wine. You have the classic and you have the new mm-hmm. winemaker merging, uh, doing new things. Obviously, Brian Martin is uh, one of the leaders on this. Yes. Uh, but uh, Malaluka with Sam is fa- doing fabulous things. So, yeah, definitely Canberra. But if I have another one, I would say Tasmania. Yeah, Tasmania is beautiful. It's just... Uh, people said, oh, I'll go in Tasmania for one week. I said, no, you need three <laughs> weeks. You have no idea how yeah. it is. You, you start from Oba where you have a beautiful winery like Puli and... Um, yeah, the Coal, Coal River is The Coal River. Yeah. Um, some amazing woman making wine over there, Stargazer. Um, and you have mu- beautiful museum, markets, things like this. And you go up to the north and... You never know, because in Tasmania, you stop somewhere and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. And you discover then there is a distillery and you can test whiskey and uh, you go a little bit on the other side. And, oh, it's a new winery. And so I think Tasmania is definitely... Uh, and they have beautiful Celado. Yes. Um, and it's a very welcoming uh, state as well. So definitely. Oh, that's great. <laughs> when international borders reopen, which wine region would you like to visit <laughs> or return to? Of course, I go to France. Yeah. Um, so what part of France um, were you from? I'm from Lyon. Lyon, yes. So, so Beaujolais. Burgundy, yeah. Beaujolais. So I grew up with uh, Macon and Beaujolais. That was my, my first drink when I was young. <laughs> I used to go out with friends and having a pot of Macon, like we said. <laughs> um, I love this region, but I think one region I love as well is the Loire Valley. Oh, yes. Um, of course, you have the castle, you have yeah. this beautiful uh, architecture, but the wine as well, um, it's really intriguing. It's a lot of going on. I love Chenin Blanc. It's one of, after Chardonnay, I'm a Chardonnay person, but I've, Chenin Blanc is uh, yeah. really something I like. Because with French labels, they sometimes have a lot of assumed knowledge. So if you're looking for a Chenin Blanc from the Loire Valley, yeah. Would it be Vouvray that you're looking for? Yeah, Vouvray, yeah. yes. Vouvray is one. Uh, you can go in Anjou as well. Uh, but now they write the name of the grapes on it, which is great. Okay, that's <laughs> very good for the export market. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, most, in, like in France, we don't write the name of the grapes, except few region, like Alsace, will have the name of the grapes on it. But uh, most of them will have the name of the region or yes. the village. And I, I know it's very hard when you don't know. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm drinking. I don't know which grapes it is. So, yes, it's very confusing. I yeah. know that, yes. But if you know, <laughs> like, you look for Vouvray or, mm. and then you know that you'll get your Chon and Blanc. That's right, yes, Loire. yes. And that's, um, that is a beautiful drink, I agree. Yes. <laughs> I really like it too. <laughs> oh, no, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I agree. Loire Valley is spectacular. So, yes, yeah. yeah, and very, uh, very different and very long as well. Like some one region are more like uh, north to south in, in Loire Valley you go more from inland to the coast so you have like all, almost like to the Muscadet uh, Nantes, where you have different wine and very different style as well so oh no that's great thank you so much my Freddie. pleasure that's great thank you <laughs> thanks <laughs> thank you so much for listening subscribe now to get each episode as they drop Go to windalust.com.au for everything discussed today. You can also subscribe to my newsletter and hear of all upcoming events, news and merchandise. Till next time, happy
happy wine travels.